What is going on, family? Welcome back to the Born or Made podcast. This is season three. I am so fired up about season three of the Born or Made podcast. Season two was epic, and season three is going to be fire. We've got some amazing guests lined up. Um, and in this season, we are going to focus on a bunch of stuff that you guys are already familiar with. We're really trying to understand this nature-nurture thing, which has been so great to navigate, and the journey has been really, really awesome and insightful. But we're also going to lean into habits a bunch in Season 3. I really want to start talking more about habits because I truly believe in my heart of hearts that our habits are what define our success and also our failures. I don't think there's anything wrong with failure. However, I would like to understand a little bit more about what other people's habits do for them, what habits they have made, what habits they have broken, and how they have impacted their lives. Because I know for me, habits are everything. So without further ado, guys, welcome to the Born or Made Podcast Season 3. Let's do this. Ladies and gents, welcome back to the Born or Made Podcast. Today's guest is an awesome guy. Uh, what he is doing is so right on for where we are uh, in human evolution as far as I'm concerned. Zach Williams is the CEO of PIM, um, where they focus really on mental health and how to give people like myself and other people, I'm sure across the globe, an opportunity to really think about um, mental health as um, something that is, is very, very real, something that is not just spoken about. Um, I have experience uh, with mental health challenges and I am um, I'm actually in recovery for almost 17 years. I appreciate what you're doing, Zach, um, and I really cannot wait to get your story. I mean, you are, you know, you 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 come, you have a really really incredible story and a really interesting one, um, and I can't wait to hear from you. So, Zach, welcome to the show. Uh, so, you know, I gave you a little bit of a, a brief summary of what we try to do here. The the podcast is called Born or Made. We really focus on this nature-nurture question, whether, uh, you know, extraordinary people like you have were born with an inha- inherent slash innate talent or skill set that propelled them, motivated them, pushed them. To, to do what they've done um, that, is, that has impacted a number of people's lives, or if you were made over time through grit, grind, and hustle. Um, so, I, you know, I'd, lo- I'd, love to, I'd love to just start by m- maybe you taking a moment to introduce yourself probably a little bit better than I could have, and, uh, and, then, and then let's dive into your story. Awesome. Sounds great. Well, my name is Zach. Uh, at this point in my life, most of my focus is either around mental health advocacy and developing innovative mental health support experiences or being with my family and taking care of my son as a dad. So um, for me, I think the question around nature versus nurture is an extremely important one and something that I actually, I think about a lot because um, my experience brought me to where I am today, 
but it required a foundation <laughs> and a certain way of thinking that led me down this path. So I, I feel I, I have many thoughts and I look forward to delving in deeper because um, from my perspective, uh, there's all sorts of things to go into. It's a really, really interesting topic. Yeah, you know, sometimes when I first started this podcast, I, 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 my heart was pretty much set on on this idea that people that reach peak levels of their, you know, of their craft or, or their career or their journey were simply born, born with a unique with a unique unique talent um, to get there. And because it just came so easy to them or so much easier to them than, than, to, than, than to others. And then as I've, you know, I think we're, you know, something like 40 episodes in here. Um, I've gotten an opportunity to talk to so many extraordinary people. And I don't know anymore whether, I, you know, people were born um, or if they were made um, or if it's a combination of both. Uh, when I when I look at the you know sort of most flagrant examples of of what drove me to want to do this podcast, you know if you think about like Mozart, right, or you think about like Van Gogh, or you think about like Whitney Houston, um, you know you think about, um, I mean you think about your father, right, like people that were just so extraordinary in their craft that they were almost untouchable, right, like they were just like. They were just like, no, you can't, they're, it's not, you know, like they, they're, they, they were, I'm, I'm sure that, that there is a level of, of, of inherent talent there um, that is not to be, you know. Oh, with, without a art. doubt, <laughs> there is certainly, you know, within my family, with my dad in particular, there was unparalleled talent <laughs> for him specifically around speed of thinking, improvisation, energy, and, and just general genius. And um, the challenge is, though, is that there's so many people who are born talented with all this inherent talent that doesn't, doesn't necessarily translate to success by any means. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of luck associated with it. Um, and, uh, and I feel that it actually... <clears throat> might not be um, the, the chief indicator of success. <laughs> you know, a, a lot of people who managed extremely well throughout any number of different industries were, have some degree of talent, but really what it comes down to is that level of resilience and, and focus. And that might be part of the talent, but it also might be developed over time as a skill, you know? So... In, in my dad's case, I think really what helped buoy the talent was uh, a tremendous work ethic. I mean, his work ethic was was wild. He would he would be so utterly focused on honing that muscle, honing that craft, and and that led him to take advantage of opportunities that came his way. Right? If, if you look at life as a set of decisions in which you make a decision and there's a probability around that decision or that objective being successful. 
And the goal is to at least, you know, if you're driven around a, a path of being success oriented is to increase the probability of that action or that decision being successful while reducing or minimizing the risk associated with it. And I don't think a lot of people think, well, maybe, maybe some people do, but from my experience, there's not as many people I, as I would have thought who kind of take that approach to things. And, um, and I, don't, I don't think necessarily that's a bad thing. I think if people knew the risk associated with say starting a company or, you know, pursuing their dreams, many wouldn't do it because of how hard things are. And that's the thing too, is like, you could be very talented and be pursuing craft, but it, it might take one bad event, bad episode, two bad experiences that ultimately divert you down you know, what you felt was your path, right? That, that makes the best use of your talent. And so I, I, I don't know, it, it, you know, it's a lot of questions. I, I think that there's a, a level of, um, you know, the, obviously fear is present in everyone's life, right? And fear manifests in so many different ways for, for people. Um, and somebody can look at fear one way and completely run towards it. And someone else can look at the exact same fear and do everything in their power to escape it. And uh, I would say that there's probably some level of fear threshold uh, that defines, you know, different groups of people, right? Like how much can you actually handle? Um, I also think that there is this, you know, curiosity is something that I think is 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 a is a common thread amongst people that have reached a certain level uh, on their path, and you know you know you said success right, so for me, success is very different today than what it was ten years ago even for me. Um, I I you know I'm not like, you know, I'm not balling with Lamborghinis in my you know driveway or anything like that. Um, but you know, I've had some success in my career and I will honestly say that I don't value success. And I'm not saying this because I feel like it's the right thing to say. I'm saying this because it's genuinely true for me. I don't value success today in, 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 an external picture. Um, I truly value success today as an inside job and what that, what is it, what is, what, is, how am I feeling? is ultimately what the meaning of success is for me. Um, and success is not something that is um, necessarily linear either. It's like some days I wake up and I'm like, I'm winning. And some days I wake up and I'm not. And I think that, that I'm so happy that we're, you know, that, that I'm talking to you today because I really, I, I wanna get your story, but I also really wanna talk about mental health because I think it's such an important component to life today. Um, there are so many, um, there are so many bumps in the road and distractions and so much pressure and there's just so much in, you know, everybody's 16 hours, right? Like it's a 16 hour period of time we get to, to make, to, to kill it. 
that's it, right? You can't, you can't change the past and you can't live in the future. There's just, you can't do anything in the future. What you can do is right now, period. And there's so many things around us today that make it so hard to do um, because we're concerned about everything else outside of our own, you know, what's in between our ears and in our head. And so I just want to talk about that for a little bit. Can you tell us what, what your new business is and, um, and uh, how we can understand how you came to it? Sure. Um, well, <laughs> I've experienced anxiety most of my life. Um, that manifested in different forms. Really early on, it was related to obsessive thinking, uh, obsessive compulsive actions and things like that. And, and as I got older, it manifested into you know, cycling and future tripping and all sorts of different things. And, and, um, and I, I self-medicated through most of my adult life to manage that element of my personality. But when I was 31, after, after my dad who was the entertainer, Robin Williams, died by suicide, uh, my life kind of spun out of control. I found myself drinking alcoholically just to manage through the day. Um, I was feeling very disconnected. I was isolating. I wasn't able to really communicate what I was going through. And my experience was uh, one that I'm sure is shared by many people, but was one that ended up being diagnosed as post-traumatic stress disorder. And, and was one that I needed uh, help with uh, mm. because it wasn't sustainable. My health started failing uh, in terms of just having doctor visits and the doctor saying like, what are you, what are you doing to yourself? Um, was it all? And so was it just, just so I'm like, just so I'm clear, like when you leading up to this, you had, you know, you had been self-medicating, but it wasn't to the level of when you had this, this catastrophic yeah, I mean, you know, it was always something that I, I always drank to excess throughout most of my adult life. And, um, and the thing for me, though, was that something had to give. There, there was a bottoming out of sorts. And um, a couple of things happened. Was one, I discovered that committing to causes was really healing for me personally, specifically around mental health and mental health advocacy. I found that if I worked with organizations and gave my time and share my story and leverage my skill set, which relates to a lot of business oriented stuff like strategy, organizational development, marketing, stuff like that. Um, I was able to connect with something that really helped me start parsing out what it was I was dealing with, with the trauma. But for me to really have that aha moment, I needed to cut out drinking. That was key for me. And thankfully I've been in recovery for several years now. I'm very thankful to be so. Um, but the thing for me is when I discovered that service was very healing for trauma and ultimately just a con great contributor to happiness. And 
that alcohol was extremely toxic for me, both in terms of my body. Um, and I cut that out of the equation. Suddenly I was a nervous wreck, right? I was anxious, stressed, uh, having so much anxiety that it was, it was hard to, to connect with other people and have conversations. It was just really challenging. And so, uh, my wife, uh, Olivia, turned me on to, we were dating at the time, um, turned me on to amino acid formulations as a way of balancing myself out when I was experiencing all this stress and anxiety. And I hadn't heard of amino acid formulations as a way to manage mental health. It's not something that was, that was really on my radar. And so we started looking into it further and I found some formulations that worked really well for me, uh, specifically around keeping me calm and focused. And, and through that experience, I found that a couple formulations in, in particular were really helpful for me. And um, I was shocked by how supportive they were without having the toxicity for me personally uh, relating to, you know, alcohol in excess that I was using to numb. Uh, and so I realized a couple of things. One is more people needed to learn about this opportunity for natural support solutions that were both safe and effective. And the other thing was, um, that there is this opportunity to create a brand that stands for mental health support, like say Red Bull stands for energy, right? Mm -hmm. There's just not a consumer goods company that stands in that sense. I would say that, though that you've done a tremendous job with Well Well, so um, appreciate what you do with, with the brand. Um, and so I, you know, from my perspective, I was like, we need to, we need to create a company that created natural support solutions that ultimately enable people to find uh, a safe solution that worked for them and ultimately stands for mental health advocacy. And so we created a brand with a mission called PIM. It's a acronym for prepare your mind. Not coincidentally, it's also my middle name. Um, I wasn't named with that acronym in mind, but we kind of we kind of mushed everything together, and um, we started formulating uh, a product in 2019, and came upon something working with a food scientist who was uh, the director, was formerly the director of research and development at uh, the French Laundry. We wanted to create something safe, effective, and and delicious. French Laundry, just for, for those listening, is a restaurant in California that's three Michelin stars and just known as being a very, very excellent restaurant, but also on the, on the forefront of thinking about the culinary experience and products and things like that. And so, um, and so we came upon something that was safe, effective, and delicious. And we uh, launched uh, in the fall of last year of 2020, 
and uh, it, I mean, it's a great reception. <laughs> and the thing for us is we wanted to create something that stood for advocacy and what that means specifically is we wanted to support organizations and we'll be uh, announcing some uh, important, uh, one specific important partnership and of course a bunch of other collaborations soon, but um, uh, we wanted to raise money for causes associated with mental health. Uh, and we also uh, wanted to catalyze healthy mental health activity. That's what we stand for as a brand. It's not about our product solving all your problems in life. It's about our product catalyzing things that actually support you in addition to say taking our chewable. That would mean doing therapy if it works for you. Um, having healthy fitness and nutritional regimen. Uh, doing support groups when and where needed. If you need it, prescription medications, you know, anything that you can do to best support yourself, providing you prioritize mental health hygiene as part of your ritual. That's, that's who we are. That's what we stand for. And so, um, so it's, uh, it's been great. We're having good, good, good issues. Like keeping up with demand is, has been a lot. Um, but we've hit kind of every milestone that we wanted to hit and surpassed it on our, on our schedule. <laughs> on our calendar. And so, um, you know, it's been a, it's been a whirlwind, but it's been really exciting. That's amazing. Um, it's interesting. I'm also launching a business, uh, in, in the spring called creatures of habit and, uh, creatures of habit is a, uh, a business that is mission driven as well, um, in, in mental health. And it's so, it's interesting because it's not uh, the way I, I see mental health and it's from my personal experience because I, I battle, you know, uh, I battle with it and and I'm and I've got like zero um, zero shame about it. Actually, I, I, I feel like it's it's really helped me get to where I am today. But what I've learned about my journey and my experience is that mental health, the best sort of advocate for me or the the best sort of therapy for me in in the world of mental health has really been some of the things that you just listed which is you know consistent physical and nutritional health and 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 controlling the ability to to drop those things into your life on a daily basis right making decisions on the things that you put into your body and how you move your body i've learned to be some of the some of the most incredible avenues out of sitting in a dark room for me. Um, and so, the, you know, Creatures of Habit is essentially a, a, a consumer product business um, that's, that's, that's creating really great healthy food items for people um, to, to, to put into their day, on, you know, every day and win. And so I think it's wonderful what you're doing. Can you talk to us about um, the, the, the formula and like what it, and, and how, um, the body responds to it? Uh, certainly. So our first product is a chewable uh, and the active formula, uh, the active compounds in the formulation are GABA, uh, 
which is a inhibitory neurotransmitter that's part of the GABA system or that, that reacts to the GABA system in the body, is part of the endocrine system. And um, the key thing about this compound is that, and it stands for gamma, gamma amino butyric acid. Um, and the key thing about that compound is it helps uh, regulate how information is processed by the system, the body, you know? And um, the key thing with GABA is that it helps manage, if you take it in a bioavailable format, it helps manage issues like overwhelm and the stress associated with that. And also um, the, uh, <clears throat> the anxiety that might come from all those issues with information overload and the like. Yeah. And, um, and then we've got L-theanine, which is uh, known to have an impact on the default mode network in the brain, which is a, uh, a collection of systems in the brain that interact with one another to create things like rumination and uh, future tripping you know, stuff that relates a lot to anxiety and, and lack of focus. And so that compound is primarily uh, delivered to provide clarity, focus, and also reduction of that future tripping activity and things like that. Is it, is it, a, is it something that you would just, you would, you would just take on a daily basis or do you take it when things start to, to, to bubble up or is it, is it a consistent daily supplement? Well, you can do both. And, and there's just one final active compound that's rhodiola, which it's been used for thousands of years in Scandinavia and, 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 uh, and parts of Russia to support, um, general mental health and, uh, and, had and has has a history of of being um, a uh, supplement or compound that promotes um, anxiety support and you know some people say it's it provides depression support as well although our main focus is for stress and anxiety support um, so <clears throat> those are the three and to to answer your question, uh, the product that's our first product was meant to be taken uh, for acute mental health support considerations throughout the day. So you, if you're feeling stressed and anxious, you can take it uh, and find support through that. Um, some people take it every day pretty consistently and for those who are GABA deficient, it's a game changer. Um, GABA is available in uh, the, the world, the natural world, <laughs> say in, uh, in kimchi, sauerkraut, yogurt, fermented foods generally. Um, but we just up the, the concentration. So it's, so it's a higher concentration than what you'd find in say 
at your local Korean restaurant. Um, <clears throat> and then alphenine is the active ingredient uh, that's found often in green tea and the like. Again, we up the concentration. And, uh, and then rhodiola is taken medicinally in Nordic regions. Um, you said routine, uh, you said ritual a few times. Um, I believe in ritual. I believe in habits. I believe that our habits are everything, both good and bad. Um, you know, we are a byproduct of our habits. The people we hang out with or the people we associate with probably have very similar habits to the habits that we hold. Um, so I believe in habits. Um, do you have any habits or rituals that you do on a regular basis that have made you uh, a better version of yourself um, over time? Well, I'm active in, in 12 step. <laughs> That's a habit that I've, that I've prioritized. That's been very helpful for me <clears throat> uh, to be active in recovery. Um, coinciding with that, I don't eat processed food. Uh, I mean, I do occasionally, but very rarely. Um, and try to get out and walk as much as possible. I, I do not engage. I could be better around kind of a, a fitness regimen. <laughs> this is not something that is that I've made time for, and I really do need to make time for it. But um, the the key things for me are consistently walking. Uh, participating in 12-step, and there's uh, an associated meditative component to that, um, eating well, and, uh, and then spending uh, time very focused around connecting with my friends and family in a real way, meaning like not distracted, trying, you know, trying to maintain like no phones. Yeah. So um, because of the nature of working in, in this type of environment, we're, you know, we're still in this kind of pandemic swirl. And, and as a result, you're kind of digitally connected all the time. And it's, it, can, it can be trying, you know, if you're glued to your phone all the time. So trying to, to be focused around disconnecting spending time with family. These are all things that I've found really helpful. Um, and then, you know, the other thing that's been tremendously helpful for me is service work. I work with several mental health organizations, not-for-profits, and um, I always am seeking to make time to focus on that. Um, and it's, it's healing for me. It's really healing. More with my guest in just a minute. Hey guys, I have made a decision in season three to not take on any sponsors for the podcast. Why? Well, I'm launching my own business. It's called Creatures of Habit. I've had a number of businesses in the past, but this is going to be a new one. I'm very, very excited about. Uh, it is really covering wellness, fitness, mindset. We're going to be selling some great products. It would mean the world to me if you went over to creaturesofhabit.com. That's creatures spelled with a K, K-R-E-A-T-U-R-E-S-O-F-H-A-B-I-T.com and left us your email because I want to keep you all updated with what's going on with Creatures of Habit. We will be launching 
pretty soon. I'm very excited about it, and I want you to be as excited as I am. So drop your email at creaturesofhabit.com, and we will keep you updated uh, with all the stuff that we've got going on. All right, back to the show. I, I, I love the um, – I mean, we, we, we have very similar uh, habits. I mean, I think, you know, we're, we're really lucky. Right. I mean, I, I don't want to make this a recovery combo, but we're really lucky to have recovery because recovery, the practice is that, you know, and the, and the, and the, and the things that we do in that, in that setting um, are not just, you know, there to help us um, abstain from, you know, a substance reliancy. It's, it's really life skills that we learn there um, that I think would be good for just about anybody. Who would who would walk down the path? You know, it's um, it, it's really I feel ble- I feel really lucky and blessed to to like have that. You know, ha- have have someone held my hand and people hold my hand all the time. You know, like I'm not, you know, the 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 twelve steps have gone online and it's been, you know, my mother for instance. I I I, I my mother is seventy two years old. She, my stepfather passed away and she feels so alone. And of course she does. She's in a pandemic and she is alone and it's hard. The fact that I have like group after group after group of people I could just connect with of like, of like people that I identify with that, 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 you know, like I may never have met before or most of the time I have not met before because there's people from all over the world now on these crazy zoom meetings. Uh, that identify and connect and are like happy to have a conversation, you know, after a meeting. And, um, I wish that there was just, I wish that there was more of that, um, for people, you know, I wish that there was more of that for people because I do also believe that the human engagement, human connection and identification is such a massive component to mental health. You know, it's such a, being able to sit there and, and have a conversation with somebody that you believe has gone through a similar situation is so freeing and so soothing. Um, do you guys, do you plan on having some sort of a support system like that at, at, um, at PIMS? Or is, is that something that you guys have ever considered? I certainly, we have, we have considered it many times and would love to layer in a a companion experience. The challenge is to do that and have a successful consumer packaged good company that's distributed online primarily. Uh, At the same time, it's possible, but you increase the risk of success of both of the the products or experiences. And so the main thing for us is just being very considered around the path we take. so yes, the goal is to do this, but we want to ensure it's part of kind of this, this sticky, holistic experience. Sticky being part of a ritual, something that you stick to every day or weekly. And so- If you could- Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say, if you could describe um, happiness today for you, what is that? Uh, <laughs> uh, for me, happiness very much relates to serenity. It's, it's, it's having purpose. It's being 
surrounded by people you feel connected with and, and being loved and having the ability and capacity to love while uh, doing meaningful work. I, I really, that's what it's all about. You know, I, I, I didn't realize how important service was until my 30s. You know, I, of course, I, not of course, but in my 20s and teens, I would engage in activity. And I was like, great, this is just part of something you do. It's like a chore. It's like, you know, it's, it's just an aspect of life that's a necessity. I, I just didn't realize how utterly important it is to supporting the optimal human condition. Um, I asked about happiness, so now I'm going to ask about the exact opposite, depression. Um, for, for, for people that are listening that don't really understand what depression is or are feeling a certain way and can't understand why, are, do you, are you able to describe what depression is? Well, I mean, I, I, I could is based on my understanding of it. Um, I think for some people, it's, it's literally a deficiency. They're just not getting the right chemicals in their brain and the right quantities to, to feel happy. And, uh, and for others, it's, you know, there's this, there's this existential element to it. It's this lack of purpose, lack of meaning, and that in turn leads to dysregulation and the like. But, um, you know, I think for treatment resistant depression or things like that, it's, it's a structural thing for many people. And for others, it's kind of a it's not taking care of yourself. Modern life does not lead to kind of opti- for If people were to just default to what buying products that are marketed to them, going out and not taking care of themselves and just kind of living this kind of baseline life. It, it's not conducive to happiness, not in America. Um, and so I think, I think often a state of depression is, is a result of imbalance. Eating too much food that's not what your system needs, not connecting with people, which your system requires. It actually, there, there's, a, there's a, a collection of biochemical reactions that are directly related towards being around people and connecting with people. Beyond serotonin and dopamine, oxytocin, I mean, you know, any number of different uh, biochemical reactions that occur within the system based upon having genuine connections with people. I mean, this is, this is what it's all about. And so I think, I think there's that kind of baseline structural consideration where people are just wired in a certain way. And, you know, there's awesome support mechanisms and interventions for that. And then there's people who are, you know, fine if they take care of themselves. <laughs> And then they don't take care of themselves and then suddenly they get all out of whack. And, you know, for me, drinking alcoholically led to depression because I was just wiped out all the time. And, you know, my, my 
enzyme levels and my liver were all out of whack. And we had like all these different issues that were relating to me self-medicating, plain and simple. So, you know, you, you said something earlier that I just wanted to touch on because I think it's really important. I think people downplay this idea of walking. But you said, you know, you get out and try to walk as much as you can. Um, and then you also said that, you know, you don't have like a very regimented fitness routine. But one thing I will say is that walking alone is one of the best forms of fitness, mental and physical. And, you know, I think for a lot of people, walking doesn't even enter their lives. You know, it's like walking is like, I grew up in New York City. I lived in New York City my whole entire life. In the beginning of this pandemic, I moved from Brooklyn with my family to our house uh, about two and a half hours north of New York City. And I've been working from home. I've never experienced uh, living in the country or living in a, in a place where you had to get, you, you have to go to your car to get anywhere outside of, you know, just taking a walk in nature. And so for me, it was like, holy smokes, like I'm not, I'm not moving much outside of my, you know, the training that I do in the morning for fitness. I'm not moving much like all day. Like I'm sitting at a desk all day and I'm, you know, and then I leave my office and walk through the door and I'm in, I'm at home now. Um, and so there's not a lot of movement, you know? And, um, so I started, you know, making it a very, a priority in my, in my life to, at four o'clock, I take an hour to an hour and a half long walk every day without fail, no matter what. And walking is such an incredible way for people to begin the journey with fitness. Um, you know, some of the greatest, you know, fitness advocates in the world say, you know, 10,000 steps a day could very well be all you need to do, you know, um, and so I just I just want to say for people listening, you know, I, I know the the asset in fitness when it comes to um, mental health. And and I will I will also say that walking is incredible, like absolutely. And, and you shouldn't downplay it yourself, because if, if more people just made, had that statement and that that commitment that you said that you try to get out and walk as much as you can we would all be in a different place. I believe the move movement is, that's something that I came up with, this idea of the move movement, because people just aren't moving much. They're just not moving. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, the, the, thing, the thing about working out, right, which, which there are periods in my life I've done it a lot, consistently, several times a week, and it's great. You get in shape and things like that. But, but the challenge with it is that, if you don't make time for it, it falls by the wayside really quickly. Whereas walking and the like, it's, it's something that you can always make time for, uh, in most cases for most people. Um, and, and, you know, for my sake, it's just great for my well being. working out, by the way, working out, working out is awesome. It, it generates endorphins you feel great from it um there's just periods in my life where it's not part of my daily ritual and you know i need i need something consistently that i do all the time 
that I can rely upon. And, uh, and it's worked out pretty well for me, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, and I would, I would double down. I would, I would, I would say yes. Cause working out is not for everyone and intense fitness, intense, you know, physical exercise is not for everyone for sure. But walking, walking it will, walking will change your life. And I, I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but for people that don't actually do it, if they were to actually just like hear this podcast and then say to themselves, wow, I like, I really have not moved my body much in weeks to go outside and take a walk for 45 minutes, life changer, game changer. Yeah. I, you know, and finding ways to do it in LA is a little bit more challenging. You know, fortunately we live in walkable area and the like versus say New York where it's just part of your default. Uh, yeah, totally. So, you know, the good thing is we can manage to do it in LA. I mean, you can do it anywhere. <laughs> if you're, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you're able to get out the house, you can do it. Right. Um, so, so that's beneficial, but, um, yeah, relative to the regimen, I think the key thing is, is just waking up with a heading around what can I do to support my well-being and mental health throughout the day? And then you just make decisions that benefit you, you know, uh, totally. versus just kind of taking every day without ritual routine. I mean, some people do quite well, but it, it can be, it can be hard. Uh, especially individuals who need the structure to to unlock the the version the version of themselves that they want to be. You know? Yeah, I mean, look for someone like you who is an entrepreneur who advises in other companies, who's an investor in other businesses. I'm sure you have influence in those businesses. I mean, you have to f- structure. You know, I always say, you know, you got to pour a foundation and then you got to build structure on that foundation and foundation does not support structure unless it's it's poured properly and uh, or with intention and structure is necessary for strength and, you know, the strong survive. And so I, I think that as you walk through, you know, the world in a day, I sort of look at it that way where, you know, the first things I do in the morning are me pouring that foundation and then once I stand up and get out of bed, that's me starting to build this structure that's going to ultimately provide strength for the day. And um, if, I, if I don't do those things and I fly blind, which I don't really do much anymore because structure and routine and ritual become such a big part of my life, um, I'm like, I'm very susceptible to feeling lost throughout the day. You know, uh, I mean, I, I'm like such, I have such ADD that I literally have to, you know, like old school style, I have a planner where I, I write out every half hour of my day um, just so I can stay on track um, because it's, 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 you know, it's intense. Yeah. And I don't, I'm, I don't think everybody, I don't think that that's necessary for everybody, but I know for me that, you know, in order to, to try to accomplish the things that I try to accomplish, being, being honest with myself and, 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 and asking for as much help as possible uh, and also being okay with like knowing that I have, you know, I've got to stay structured or else I, I run the risk of like, you know, running off campus. Yeah. 
No, I hear you. I'm, I'm in a similar way. Um, I do think it's awesome to have unstructured time throughout the week. It's a necessity, but um, the challenge for me, if it's too, if things are too unstructured, I, I just, it, it doesn't feel awesome for me, especially like I have problems with going on vacation for a week. Maybe this relates to <laughs> me liking work and being very focused around wanting to move the needle, wanting to always be kind of adding value. <laughs> but like optimal vacation time for me is like four or five days. I, I don't understand people who can go on two week vacation. I mean, sorry, I, I take that back. If you're going away and going across the world or going to, you know, on a long road trip and really just unplugging and you can do that for two weeks and that's awesome. But I can't do the kind of, you know, go away for a week or two weeks and be kind of working at the same time. And like, it doesn't, it doesn't suit me that well. I need like sprints of four or five days unplugged. I, I w I'm with you and I wish I was a better vacationer. I'm just not. There's, there's, I mean, I, I hope to get there one day. I really do. Where I can just like go to the beach, lie down and um, enjoy. I think I will at some point. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I, I guess I'm going to get a few more questions for you and then I'm going to cut you loose and let you go. And thank you so much for being here. Advice. If there is, um, is there any advice that's been given to you throughout your life that you've held on to and, and passed off to others um, that you'd like to share? That'd be awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a particular piece of advice that I found to be kind of amazing. It, it, you can take it or leave it, but it was, don't go into finance, you're not tall enough. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, <laughs> for me, the, the thing that really resonates because I'm a sensitive person <laughs> and, you know, I've worked through it. I'm, I'm able to manage that, that part that's inherent in my nature, being sensitive and attuned to how others are feeling and, and the like uh, is don't take stuff personally. And, you know, that's, of course, one of the tenets in the book, The Four Agreements. You know, this is something that is pretty, pretty straightforward advice. But as I get older, the, the more I realize people aren't thinking about you. Like, they're just going about their, their life. And you might intersect at different times. You might feel sl slighted. Don't take it personally. Nine times out of 10, 90, probably like 95 times out of 100, this is not intentional action to kind of slight you or, you know, get in the way. You know, people are just trying to, to put food on their table and, and do whatever it is to take care of their people. And you're going to be fine, <laughs> right? providing you take care of yourself. So I, yeah, that, that tenant 
is something that I hold very dear. Um, the other thing is you got to squash resentment when it comes up. The, the, I've seen resentment uh, drive people to early death. <laughs> it's just... It just leads to unhappiness and uh, and sadness, and you know the more resentment you have around coulda, shoulda, woulda, and, and the like, the more I find I'm not being the version of myself that I want to be. So, just finding ways to to blow off steam or reduce the pressure gal. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me reduce the pressure valve around resentment is, is so key. Is it so I, I love that because I think I, I couldn't agree more. Is there a, a technique that you have done in the past that sort of gives you like you it's sort of like, all right, I'm feeling resentment. I need to I need to squash this immediately. Like, is there something that you do? Well, I mean, 12 step aside, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. you know, because there's certainly a number of different tools there in to help manage resentment. But yeah, I think or being oriented around gratitude is really helpful. It's just to be free of resentment is to be free. <laughs> it really is. Then no one has control over you. And, um, and that's a big deal. The craziest thing about resentment that, you know, a lot of us, I, I think, don't take into consideration when we're sitting with it is that the only person that resentment is actually impacting is us. It's the only, it's the only person, which is so crazy to think that there, you, could, you could walk around with resentment towards an individual or individuals for, for days, weeks, months, years, pain, just dealing with that like uncomfortable weight and realize that at a certain point that the only person that that was hurting was, was yourself. Yeah. It's crazy. And learning how to, you can resent yourself too, you know, for stuff you've done or, or things you're thinking and the like. And the key thing is learning how to forgive others and forgive yourself, probably yourself first before, <laughs> before others. Um, I don't know, I guess for everyone, the sequencing is different, but you know, even for people who might have actively tried to harm or, or have slighted you at the end of the day, if you can let go, of that, then they don't have control over you. And then you can just go about your life and be free. It's not, it's not something that takes, it takes consistent effort, but if you, if you do that gratitude exercise consistently, you say, you know, list the things you're grateful for, list the people in your life you love. If there's not people in your life you love, just things that you have an opportunity to appreciate, you know, that helps the resentment dissipate. And if you can live without resentment, then you're not, you're not encumbered. You're not burdened, you know? So I'm learning, you know, it crops up all the time. That's not to say that it's not something that doesn't happen on a weekly or daily basis. It's just, if you have tools and a methodology to say, Hey, I'm not gonna let this take hold of me. You know, whether it's someone who's being successful who you don't think should be successful, or 
you know, all these different things, uh, you know, politician or, you know, all these different people that might frustrate you. Realize, A, don't take it personally. They're probably just going about their lives trying to get theirs or do whatever it is they need to be doing to feel satisfied and whole, I, you know, who knows. The second thing is them having resentment, I mean, excuse me, you having resentment over that person, what they do, what they stand for, et cetera, gives them power over you. Don't let them have that power over you. Just live your life how you want to live it. Yeah. Zach, man, this was such a wild convo, and we, we talked about so many different things. I really appreciate your honesty, vulnerability, being with us, and, uh, and talking to us about mental health, which is something that I think is so important um, that we talk more about. Um, we talk a lot about our physical health. Um, and we talk far less about our mental health that ultimately impacts our physical health more than, uh, we know. So what you're doing is incredible. And I really appreciate you taking the time today. I've got to finish with the question, man. Do you think you were born or made? Um, I was born a certain way and based upon being born that way, it led me down a path of experiences that led me to who who I am today. Um, that's how I think about things. So um, I would say more made than born. All right. Listen, dude, you're the man. I really, really appreciate it. And um, I know that there's an enormous amount of value, um, especially at the end of the podcast where we really, we really talk about um, things that people can actually implement into their lives and start and, 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 and literally take from this hour long conversation and use forever. So thank you for being part of that and part of my journey, uh, and being on the born to May podcast. Thanks, Michael. Where you, can we find you? You can find, uh, us, you can find Pim at you can Pim on Instagram. That's our handle. Same for Twitter. Uh, website is you can and uh, yeah, if you have questions about PIM or the like, uh, feel free to send, uh, send, yeah, send me an email at Zach at youcanpim.com, Z-A-K at youcanpim.com. Throwing it out there. And that's PIM, P-Y-M. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and uh, I look forward to getting my hands on some of that PIM because I, I, I want to try those chewables, man. Let's send you some. Awesome. Thanks, Zach. Thanks, Michael. All right, guys, that was my episode with Zach Williams. I truly enjoyed that. I mean, we really covered mental health. Uh, that was what this podcast really turned into. I, I wasn't sure exactly the direction we were going to go here, um, but I knew that I wanted to, to talk about mental health, but we really, really spent the brunt of the time talking about mental health and um, his experience with it. I shared some stories on my experience with mental health. Um, and, uh, you know, today, because of this global pandemic, mental health for human beings has been a challenge because we have been indoors and we have not been connecting with other human beings, which is an absolute necessary component and element 
to happiness for humans, human engagement. And so I really hope you enjoyed this one. If you did enjoy it, uh, it would mean the world if you gave us a five-star review and, um, and rating. And share this podcast with your friends. Share it with your family. Anybody who you think would enjoy it would, uh, would, would, would make me the happiest man in the world. I love you guys. I appreciate you. I can't thank you enough for following along with me on this journey of Born or Made. Um, smile right now. Close your eyes and smile. And uh, feel the positivity and know that you can change your day anytime you want. Love you. Thank you. See you on the next one.